The Lord be with you. Welcome to Thin Places, the podcast channel of St. Aidan's Anglican Church in Nicholasville, Kentucky. I'm Father Lee, the pastor here at St. Aidan's, and I want to invite you to join me here each week as we join together to share common prayer, common worship, and common life. And just as the streams feed the trees on their banks till they pour in the seas, so may my life be to all those who share this wilderness road. A reading from the Gospel according to St. Matthew in the 11th chapter. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. And they went away, and Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go into the wilderness to look at, a reed shaken by the wind? What did you go out to see, someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see, a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written... See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. out to me the most is not the dance of the sugar plum fairy where 
this amazing ballerina did like eight pirouettes in a row or, or was on her toes for like a minute and a half or two minutes straight. Uh, no. And it wasn't the Russian dance where, you know, guys are jumping what seems like eight feet in the air and stuff. Um, <laughs> no. What I remember the most was something totally unexpected. When what was expected got thrown out the window, or in this case, into the orchestra pit. It was the battle between the Rat King and the Nutcracker, and the Rat King's sword flew out of his hand and right into the orchestra pit. <laughs> now, everyone was fine, they had a net for just this sort of thing. But the Rat King had to improvise, so the rest of the performance, or the dance, he fought, not with a sword, but his tail. <laughs> Um, and that sticks out because it was unexpected. I would say most of us can remember a time when something like this happened, and it delighted us and stuck with us. Jesus did the same thing to John the Baptist. You see, John, like most Second Temple Jews, were expecting a Messiah who was going to come and overthrow Herod and the Romans and make Israel free again. Jesus wasn't following the script that everyone else around him had read and wanted to perform. They were expecting a Messiah wielding a sword, not his own tail or mercy of God. John and the others were expected as Elijah, an Elijah figure, sweeping through Israel and wiping out the pagans like Elijah did the Baal worshippers. Someone that's going to rain down fire and destruction. So, let's remember up to this point where John is. What's happened to him? Remember last week, he was yelling at people coming out to be baptized, calling them a brood of vipers, preparing the way of Jesus. And then, what else happens? We didn't read about it last week, but he baptizes Jesus and sees the Spirit descending like a dove. And hears the voice, saying, this is my son, it's the one you're waiting for. But then he, gets, he calls out Herod for marrying his brother's wife, or his brother's widow's wife, his, widowed, his brother's widow. Yeah. And gets himself thrown in prison for speaking truth to power. Now he's facing execution. And he hears about what Jesus is doing. And sees his impending fate and wonders, is this really the one we're expecting? He's not doing what we expected. <laughs> He's not conquering. He's not raising an army. He's out here befriending sinners and tax collectors. He's eating and drinking with all the wrong sorts of people. He's not raising a militia. He only has one terrorist disciple. <laughs> Simon, he's a, he's a terrorist. <laughs> Go out and stab people and then walk away. He's got a tax collector for a disciple. He's got a few fishermen. These are the worst kind of generals. <laughs> um, he's preaching about the new kingdom, which sounds apocalyptic. Speaking of destruction and judgment, and houses being divided. John and his contemporaries were reading one script, but it seems Jesus had gone off script and was acting on a different play. 
Therefore, John is worried. It's like the wine and the witch in the wardrobe. John and the others, even Jesus' own disciples, know part of the story, the deep magic, but Aslan knows the deeper magic, and he has a plan. John and the others expected Jesus to bring down fire from heaven and clean house. That was their view of the Messiah. But Jesus instead tells John to look at the messianic deeds. He is thinking the deeds mentioned in Isaiah 35. The Messiah would bring God's people out of exile and heal them. So he tells them to look at what's happening around him, to remind him of Isaiah 35. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. This is what the messianic message work is, not overthrowing a king, but subverting the powerful and making the broken whole again. John wants Jesus to bring judgment, but Jesus skips to the next act, where mercy comes after judgment. He will bring judgment, but for now, his people need mercy. They need to be comforted. They need to be healed and to be made whole to be given hope, reminded that God cares for them and knows them and wants them to glimpse the kingdom that is coming. Of course, Mary understands this from the very Annunciation that Jesus, what Jesus is coming to do. <clears throat> God is lifting up the lowly, filling the hungry with good things. He's feeling, fulfilling the promise of mercy. Jesus will cast down the mighty and scatter the proud. He will send the rich away, but it is not a cause and effect of clear out the bad and then lift up the lowly. It's more like his parable of the field being cleared, <clears throat> where the weeds and the crop are cut down at the same time, but the bad is burned up and the good is preserved. So my encouragement for you is to rejoice because God knows you and cares about you. He wants you to spend time resting in his arms. He wants you to be physically whole and emotionally whole. He wants, he's always willing to act more than we are to ask. He is a good father, but even still he wants his children to express their needs. I know that I can watch Quinn or Michaela struggle with something for a bit, and I might clear my throat, <clears> throat> reminding them that I'm here and I can help. So they ask, and we tackle a problem and solve it. A lot of times God is just waiting for you to ask for help. And of course, sometimes he steps in and helps without being asked. But the asking is always nice to hear. So pray, ask for help. Ask for healing, ask for comfort and rest. I'm giving you permission now to waste time holy <laughs> Spend time praying, reading scripture, listening to worship music, or whatever that brings you closer to God so you can recharge. And I know this is the time that we need it, because the world is saying, hurry, 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 get ready for the birth without taking that time to say rejoice, to say live in the moment, 
and realize that the blind are seeing, the lame are walking, the deaf are hearing, that the message of the world is being subverted. This time of year, we're also busy making preparations to celebrate the birth of Jesus. The world tells us to distract us from the core of the story. The issue is not really, is we're not really told to rejoice by the world, but to stress, to rush, to make things Facebook and Instagram picture perfect. Because God forbid that one friend from high school we haven't talked to in 10 years or so might not think we have it all together if the picture of the tree and presence has something out of place. Or our parents or our in-laws or relatives think we actually live in our houses <laughs> and have clutter around because we don't really know where to put the knickknacks we got from them last year. Or we have piles of kind of important papers that disappear if they get put in the desk drawer. So we have to, they have to be left out. I understand that those are stressors, and it's important to feel comfortable. But some people might not be able to feel comfortable if a mess is around, or they don't get, a, get that picture. But think back to what memories stick out more. The picture of perfect ones, or the ones where something unexpected happened. I remember something from about six years ago here at church. We were told to write down things that we wanted to get done before Christmas. We, I have no idea what else happened that Advent, but I remember that part because something unexpected happened. Hey, Quinn. Quinn, when's your birthday? Christmas. Christmas what? Christmas Eve. Uh, and how old will you be? Six. Okay. So about six years ago, we wrote down something here that we wanted to get done before Christmas, and that was have a baby. <laughs> um, and why that's unexpected is because Quinn's due date wasn't until January 3rd. That's 11 days early. I mean, I was really just hoping before December 31st so that we get that tax break. <laughs> but we had to write down something before Christmas, not before New Year's. So. But we got Quinn. Um, so, I'm closing. Is it, is it the time the Rat King and the Nightcracker fought with swords? Or the time the swords clash with the tail that I remember most, that we need to make memories. So, again, I suggest make memories, not pictures. Because you remember those memories a lot more than you will the picture. Thank you. Amen? Amen. Thank you for checking out Thin Places today. If you were blessed by your time with us and want to know more, check out anchor.fm forward slash thin dash places for more homilies, devotionals, and worship from St. Aidan's Church in Nicholasville, Kentucky. And make sure to follow us and leave a comment and join us again next time in common prayer, common worship, and common life. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
earth our Father is restored. Hope with our Father is restored.